All right. Thanks for starting to listen. I just want to warn you before, this is Ryan, by the way, host of the podcast. Um, the audio is terrible. We found the most echoey room possible and we're going to do better. There are 2 million podcasts, 25% of them only have one episode. So I promise you we'll have two at least. Uh, we're going to have a lot more, but our audio will get better. So thanks for listening. This is maybe possibly called Lights Out, the F1 podcast. We'll see if we get asked to change that name because there's another Lights Out podcast. Or if we can't get the domain. I don't know, but I'm going to do it. Well, this is cool. Hopefully you guys will hang out. Yeah. So uh, how long have you been an F1 fan, Philippe? Well, I guess this is Ryan. we got Tommy and Philippe. I've been, I'm Philippe here. I've been, been an F1 fan well over 25 years. Yeah. You don't even look 25 years old. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I was 25. How old are you? 38. Damn. I'm so bad at guessing ages. Uh, wait, so how did you get into it? I got into it through, um, I've always been a, a motorsports fan, definitely. I've always loved cars. I've always loved building Legos. I've always loved building uh, model cars. And um, I love go-kart racing. And, and there was a uh, broadcast back in the day, back in like 96, 97, called Speed Vision. And um, so I, I turned it on. First thing I see is some car just haul ass around the track. I mean, it was just left, right, left, right, hard brake. On acceleration, it was just moving so fast. Through just a little bit of research and just listening. Was it an F1 car? It was an F1 car. Listening to the guys at the time, um, uh, the broadcast, I remember uh, Bob Varsha and um, David Hobbs. Those were the guys and, and they were just, these Formula One cars, blah, 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 blah. And um, do you remember who was driving it? What I, it was, it was, I do remember it was the McLaren, okay? And it was, um, I want to say this was the 98 season, not the 97 season, but it was the McLaren. I remember it was silver and it was, it was black. And I know it was Mika Hockman and David Coulthard at the time. And they were just battling the Michael Schumachers, you know, the red Ferrari, the Eddie mm -hmm. Irvine, if you remember that. Mm -hmm. And um, ever since then, man, listen, I've been hooked. And, and I like to say I've watched 99% of the races since then. That is awesome. I've been a, just a new fan this season, honestly. Watched 100% of the races this season and would like to continue that trend. Uh, it's so much fun. It is. Did you watch any races last year? No, not a single one. You got me into it this year. Yeah. And I've been a fan ever since. I will so be watched forever. watched season, season over together, right? Yeah, at 1 a.m. or whatever it was. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> I might have missed the first race this season. I think I might have missed that. But remember, you invited... So I'm talking to Tommy. Tommy invited me for the uh, second or first or second race, whatever it was. And he was like, it's at 1 a.m. And I was like, I'll be there. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he thought I was serious, but I was serious. And so I ended up going That was 1 the first race. We did it. That was the, okay, so I haven't missed any races. Australia. Yeah. This year. This year. Yeah, that was Australia. And we made bagel bites. Well, Ashley, Tommy's wife, made us bagel bites. That was awesome. Uh, I made us bagel bites. <laughs> okay, Tommy made and us I bagel made bites. And I made us bagel bites at like 1.30 in the morning. So were they good? They were they, incredible. They were Yeah, they were the best bagel bites I've ever bites. had. Absolutely. It's anything like that. I was, <laughs> I was downtown that night, and I had to drive to Tommy's house, so I had to like, quit drinking and be sober enough just in time to get over for the game or the race. It was hilarious. Shows how much he respects you. Couldn't oh, even yeah. get twisted that night. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not a crazy, crazy partier anyway. But I was definitely out there with some friends, right. and we went to Dry Five downtown. Mm -hmm. And I fortunately know the bartender because these guys were like trying to go hard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Billy, we need four old fashions 
and mine can't be an old fashioned. And he goes, I got you, homie. God. And he gave me like, the, he goes, it'll be good too. It was not good. It was like the worst tasting thing ever, but nice. it was literally basically oh, probably. Like throw him under the bus right there. I've already told him that, he knows that. <laughs> but like basically ginger beer and um, something that looked like an old fashioned and nobody knew the difference. It really looked exactly like everything else. Wow. But that's the only reason I can actually drive to Tommy's house. <laughs> He still, it, he still stumbled in the door. Made it just in time for the race. <laughs> that is not true. I'm a responsible adult, and yes. I do not drink and drive. Um, Tommy, how long have you been an F1 fan? How did you get into it? Same as Philippe. I, was, I started late 90s watching it on Speed Vision. Then that turned to the Speed Channel. I also started late 90s. Yeah. And by that, I mean started, started living started late, living 90s. <laughs> late 90s. No uh, way. 1997, baby. No way. I'm 25. No way. <laughs> Jeez. A young man. God. A youngin. All right, so but, you watched uh, Speed Vision yeah, too? Yeah, it was, it was the same, around the same time. I don't know exactly what races I watched, um, but I remember being into it back when I was, man, 15 years old maybe. Probably even younger than that. Um, and can you make the bull claim like Philippe that you've watched 99% of the races? Since I then? can't, but I can say I've watched a lot of the races and probably 99% of the races, 100% of the races from the past probably 15 seasons at least. Um, but uh, either way, I mean, love the sport, love the, the, uh, the technology and all that stuff that's involved in it. Kind of, kind of, uh, yeah, getting familiar with everything that's in the car. I mean, it's, it's wild stuff. Yeah, it's a wild sport. And your work is like related to cars, obviously, car detailing. Yep. Car detailing, ceramic coatings. And you've been a racer film. too, right? Done some racing. Philippe and I are both sim racers, iRacing, GT Sport, Grand Tourismo, all of that for the past 20 years. Yeah, I like to beat your son yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. I can't beat him in Madden anymore, <laughs> but I, used to, I could beat him in sim racing. I have such an interesting story about how Tommy and I met. How'd you get to time? So we met at Autobahn 10 years ago. What is Autobahn? Indoor Speedway, go-kart track, Jessup, Maryland, 2013. 20, it was 20, I think it was 2012. 13. It was 13? I believe so, first year when they opened. It was only a few months after they opened. Okay. So I met Tommy and, um, you know, we were going back and forth talking about Gran Turismo and so forth and so on. And, um, and I'm talking to him like I'm like this guy at sim racing, right? It was so funny. I, and we were talking about the time trials and stuff like they, that they used to do for um, uh, the GT Nismo Academy, whatever, mm -hmm. which he was a contestant in. But anyways, um, and I was like, yeah, I'm in the top 1,000, blah, 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 thinking that, like, that's something crazy. He's like, yeah, I'm in the top 100. <laughs> I'm like, bro, is he really that good? And he what's, was, what's even crazier is a guy that was at the go-kart track that raced. His name's Andrew McCabe, and he is, like, the fastest guy on the game yeah. for a long time. I mean, yeah. he probably still is. Yeah. And, and he's right here, right, you know, right around the corner. But... Uh, but yeah, we meet, we're, we're there doing the league race together at this go-kart track. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't really like Fleet much in the beginning. I thought he was kind because he just came across as like, I'm better than you. You and actually, then, I, then you, you find told out me this he story. Actually, he actually is. You, you, <laughs> you told me this story and you said you kind of had the exact same feeling about me when we met. And then oh, we yeah. bond, Philippe and I bonded over when we first <laughs> met. We're like, yeah, we both, you know, we, we're jerks, but at least we know we're jerks. Right. You're straightforward, honest people. Like, this is the way it is. Yeah. I am good at what I do. Yeah. And I am going to maybe sometimes think I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm just not going to tell you. But you might <laughs> realize that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what we're doing, you know? 
I did all my talking on the track. I was always the fastest guy there. And see, that's I. I let my skills do the talking. I I forget Except who I was talking the championship to. That year. Oh boy, here we go. Did you win? I was. Uh, what do they call George Russell in F one now, Mister uh, Consistent? Oh, they called him Mister Saturday. They call him now. They're switching it over to Mister Sunday. Yeah, because he's the only one in the points. Uh, all the top five season. every every yeah, season. Yeah, top five. Not even in the yeah. points. Which one? But don't they call him Mister Consistent? So, anyways, yeah, I Mr. won consistency. The, I won the championship that year. The, first, the inaugural Audubon Championship because yep. I was consistent. Consistent. I was consistent. Tommy would have, obviously, him and his brother were like the fastest guys out there, obviously. I'll, I'll explain to you why. Whatever. Anyway, we're going to disagree <laughs> on a lot of stuff, but bottom line is I won because I was consistent and I was there. Rick. He was definitely the fastest. No, first season was not rigged, second season was rigged. First season was not rigged. Two races into that first season, the rules were completely like changed. The qualifying rules were changed. The racing rules. Yeah, but were that's changed. not rigged though. That's just to make it better it, for. It that didn't benefit me. Because how did it, that benefit it, me? It affected me because I qualified first every single weekend. Okay. But the grid was not based on where you qualify. It well, was, we had it was a main main qualifying, and then race, race, race. No, so we had a practice. So when we first um, started, we yeah. had. Practice quality race. Practice quality race. Yeah. And then when it changed, what did, what did the format one, change? Two. My brother and I won two. But what did the, the format change to? The format changed to no quality. Practice, race, race. Yeah, but it was technically quality because the second race that we had actually set up your main, which main that you were in, either A, B, C, or D. Anyways, he lost that because he would get, fucked up. He lost because he would get pissed off at the carts. If the carts weren't right, he was being oh, a little no. first Verst- season the carts were good. He was being a little Verstappen. Yeah, I was gonna say little Max. If the cart wasn't right, he would park that cart on the side of the road, get out and say, I'm not racing this oh, shit. That he, wasn't season one. That wasn't would, season one. Would he yell at people and throw stuff around? Oh too? my god, Bobby. <laughs> That's Look, all bullshit. If the no, shoe, if the shoe fits that. where it, that was this guy. I mean, all of us, look, all of us had egos, man. All of us had egos. I mean, that's I, what. I think that's, that's kind of what makes racing fun. Yeah. The, yeah, everything was a little bit tweaked as far as where you start. And the fact that you had to start at the back of the grid based on all these different things, yeah. it didn't work out well for us. But I was also gone two of those weeks. Right. And I think I finished in the top 10 out of 50 or something like that. But, but, but it was. But it was fun. And that, that was the only season that took it to that level. Yeah. Everything went downhill after that. So. Second season, you want to talk about rig. Second season was rigged. Yeah. I mean, the high hell. And um, how is it rigged? So we, I won't mention any names, but anyways, <laughs> the guy that actually formulated the season, he, he won the season. Interesting. He had just an interesting way. Were there of, significant rule changes between year one and year two? <laughs> significant rule changes. He had a, he, by that time, the carts were kind of worn down, you know, and, and there were a certain allotment of carts that were faster than other carts. So this one particular person always knew which carts were the fastest. And he made this interesting rule that you had to have an average starting position or something like that in the first two main, or the first two qualifying matches. So as long as everybody's uh, qualifying. He used some kind of algorithm, put everybody's name in a bucket basically in a computer. Everybody got a starting position, which averaged out over the course of the season to like 
the middle. Three. Yeah. So what he would do was he would always start the first race in first place and start the last, uh, the second race in last place. But if he had the better cart, nine times out of ten, he was going to make up. He was going to get up there anyway. He was, he was going to make up so many spots, and he knew this. Everybody else kind of figured it out too late into the season, but that's just how it happened. So speaking so of making up spots on, yeah. to actually get back into F one. Uh, it wasn't last weekend, it was two weekends ago when Leclerc made up all those spots. Yeah. That was sick. Yeah. He was just picking people off. Well, he had a different wing on the back, though. He had, he had a low yeah. downforce wing versus uh, Science, who had the high downforce wing. Yeah. I, I voted for him as driver of the week, and I'm disappointed he didn't win. He didn't win, did he? I don't think he did. I never actually. No, because he had to take some penalties. He had, he had uh, Where did he end up finishing? Was he. Uh, seventh? Was it seventh? I think it was seventh, but like he literally started in. 19th, right? Yeah, something like I mean, that. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. I was proud of it. It was, it was a pretty good drive. We've seen, we've seen some pretty amazing drives. That was a good drive. What do you guys have for this weekend? The Mercedes? I mean, well, Go ahead. You have two Lewis Hamilton fans over here. Right. Yes. And a Leclerc fan. And a Leclerc fan. Right? <laughs> and, they both look good. And they do. They both look good, but... Do you think but, Hamilton you know, can Hamilton do it again? British Grand Prix number nine. Not this year. I don't know, man. Maybe if he crashes out for Stappen in the first lap again? Maybe no, this year? I honestly don't know. I mean, <laughs> oh, he's going there. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I tried to act like I didn't even hear that. <laughs> but anyways, um, no, I don't, that was totally not Hamilton's fault. As someone who doesn't know much about racing, I'll say it wasn't. Let's be honest. Let's just there say was like no extra room on the right side of the track. Max bumped into him, and that happens. No, it was room. It was room. Let me be fair. Say it was. It wasn't a lot of room. Yeah, but it doesn't matter how much room was on the outside of the track. Accident avoidance is part of the sport. So if you're yeah. the driver on the outside and you just turn in to a driver that's on your inside, if yeah. you're side by side, you're you're and allowed to. If somebody's on the inside, they have control over when they turn. And in. Max turned into him. Right? Like, that's, that's what I that's saw. Because he wanted to still make the corner. Absolutely. And, and we've seen so many examples over the years where that, where people have passed from the outside. To, matter of fact, Alonzo did, uh, did that back in... Verstappen no. passed everyone around the outside in Brazil in the rain. Remember? I mean, think about all the times that drivers, they just go for it and they just put it on the other driver. Hey, if you, if you try to commit to this corner where I'm going to be, you're going to crash into me. More like Senna. Check this out. Right? Exactly. But let's, let's look at it more recently. 2014, uh, Vettel and Alonso were having like the battle of the decade in the sense. They just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And you see them have kind of like a similar situation to uh, Verstappen and uh, Hamilton. So you got Alonso on the outside going to cops. You got Vettel on the inside going to cops. And they're neck and neck, just like Hamilton mm -hmm. and uh, Verstappen were. But guess who pulls out? Because they know they weren't going to make the corner. Alonzo pulled out. On the outside. On the outside. Vettel mm -hmm. made the corner. And off, off he goes. Yeah, and they know. continued to race on. He continued to race on. Right. And then you see, I say it's 50-50. Um, definitely Lewis Hamilton should have he had the draft. He had the run. So he definitely should have poked it up the inside. But the reason why I say it's 50-50 is because he still was a little bit offline to make that corner. But did he have to be online? Why couldn't he run wide? They're going to say it's a high-speed corner. 
he could have it, he could have easily just ran into him. That's what people can say. He ran into him at the same time, and he admitted that he understood into the point. So, I mean, it's 50-50. It's I mean, that, at the end of the day, he, he got penalized for it. He still won the race. Yeah. Verstappen crashed out at how fast? 170 100, miles an Something hour. crazy. Honestly, yeah. I'm just glad he was okay. And gets out of the car, and that's yeah. what makes F1 amazing. Yeah, because yeah. that doesn't crash happen. Crash those speeds. 25 years ago, 30 years ago, doesn't happen. That guy's done, right? Yeah. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's never racing mm-hmm. again or might not even be living anymore. It is pretty incredible how safe the cars are. Like, just... Out of this world. One of the names I was thinking about for the podcast was calling it the Halo. So I'm like, that's cool. But it'll probably never get taken away, but maybe they'll change it and make a new name. And I was like, right. I don't want to call it something that might get changed like that. Like Plus, they probably use Halos course. in other racing, right? Like, I don't, like, basically all open seaters probably use them. It's probably not F1 a specific. Neither is Lights Out, but it's like so iconic. If you're know. FIA and you're open wheel, yeah, you have to have a Halo now. Have to. Why wouldn't you? I mean, I do always wonder, like, is it annoying having it in your view, or do you just not mind? I think you get used to it, man. You have to get used Cause to it. Because it's pretty... Choice. Yeah, you don't have a choice. but And it's pretty thin. Yeah. But it just seems... Every time I see it, I'm like, it's just right in the middle. That probably sucks a little bit. We'll Speaking have to of, get a driver on the podcast so we can ask that question. You're like, yeah, does that, does that bother you? Yeah. But also, like, I feel like you can't see anything out of those helmets anyway. Like... Yeah, I mean... I, I don't understand it how is they really do... really limited. I don't understand how they do what they do with those visual limitations. Like, it's, what is it, probably two inches high and maybe eight inches across, and that's all you get to see at 200 miles an hour. So, talking about that 2014 Alonzo and Vettel battle, Vettel said something so critical about Alonzo that I really, well, positively critical about Alonzo. He says he always knows where you are. And I think that these drivers are so good they, they, and they've been racing with each other for so long. They know each other's little kind of like quirks and, and shortcomings and strengths and weaknesses, so forth and so on. They, they don't have to see much, in a sense. Like you think they're do. kind of on autopilot? I would, no, it's their awareness. It's just so yeah, high. Yeah, their spatial awareness is, is on, another, on another planet. I will never get to that point. And knowing what to expect. You know mm-hmm. that certain drivers, like you were saying, mm-hmm. are going to react a certain way to something. Certain drivers are going for that inside run. Right. You know, some are going to back out. Some, some play some really hard defense. Right. Ocon on Lewis played some really hard defense. Right. Perez on Lewis played some really hard right. defense last year. I mean, right. Certain drivers, you can expect it. Other drivers... You remember um, Brazil last year? Um, Hamilton getting past uh, Verstappen and how he did the dummy on the inside going into turn one? made him commit. And I have watched that highlight. I didn't watch the race, but I'm like working my way through the YouTube yeah. highlights of all the past races. I do remember that. I thought that was, you, there's no arguing. I mean, Hamilton has been getting a lot of um, flack over the years talking about his race craft, so forth and so on. He's always had a car at the front. But then he got him in turn four, was it, right? He, he made the pass in turn four, right? He made the pass in turn four, but he got the but run. He, got, he was yeah. able to set the car because- Set him up going into one. Yeah. Verstappen. Because he didn't have the exit that Hamilton had. Hamilton was able to come out, get that good run, either two, three mile an hour difference, and then just get in the draft and then make that clean, successful pass going in a turn. He just sold him the dummy. And I, I thought that was, that's old school Lewis Hamilton right there. I mean, he was, he knows how to pass. He knows how to race. Yeah. I feel like this is a great question to ask two Lewis Hamilton fans to get you both fired up. Oh, Did you read the article where the guy said he should try and take a buyout on his contract and quit F1? I haven't read that yet. I, I forget I, who but, it was. I'm pretty sure the guy 
later apologized, and I think someone maybe had spun it into like it was a racist comment, but like, do you think Hamilton, how many good years left do you think he has? Well, how old is he? He's 30, He's 37. 37. You yeah. want to answer this? I want both of your takes. Yeah. I mean, look at Alonzo. He's 41. He's like 75 now. <laughs> <laughs> he's 41 and he's still as tenacious as he was when he won his world championships. And how old is Perez? Perez is old. No, Perez is no. Uh, 34. I thought right. he was older. Yeah, he just has a, he's got it, that old man look. Maybe he just looks old. But he still races hard. Yeah. He does still race yeah. hard. He's one of my absolute favorite drivers. But I really thought it was he's older than some, some good jumps recently. Sorry, Chaco. How long does Lewis Hamilton have depends on how motivated he wants to stay. If he's motivated, he will he will be and he, if he's motivated and he has a car to win a championship you can't count him out you can't you just can't he's had bad luck this year which has made him look worse than he really is Agreed. i do it's, yeah it's, it's more bad luck than he's than having bad luck still. and russell's having a good year and so it probably looks like well the car can't be the problem because russell's been top five every race right. but so what would you say to that if I, I'm playing devil's advocate here, I, I don't believe I, in I still, I still think Lewis, give him a couple more years. He'll stick around for a little bit longer. Although he Do you think he'll always that. drive he with Mercedes? That. Yeah, he's going to finish out yeah. with Mercedes. I agree. I, I had, he's been with, his, with Mercedes his entire career. Mercedes, McLaren, you know, since he was eight years old. Right. It's pretty rare to go so, like, so long with someone like that, though. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody's bouncing around. Do you guys think he'll stay Mercedes the whole time? Absolutely. Yeah. I can't. I mean, it's too late in the season to go to, to like, a Ferrari. I mean, they already have an established depth chart of who they want to activate next. You know, so... The, the only thing I could think was happening is some, you know, and, you know, no disrespect to the teams, but, like, some not-as-good team who's trying to make a big move and be big, try and steal him, offer him a lot more money can't, They can't afford it. That's right. They can't afford it. But what if they could? What if some, some big ego American billionaire came in and is like, I am going to buy Lewis Hamilton away from some of these teams. Or from know. this one team. With, you can't. How I don't much know, do you think don't you'd know have that you can beat him. Mercedes as a team. How much do you think you'd have to Mercedes? give him? And what do you think? You, do you think anybody could? Do you think that's even possible? It's, no. not, the, it's not about the money for him. Not at all. Because he doesn't need it. He's, he's yeah. phenomenally wealthy already. Yeah. You just think he's going to do it. I love it. I love that loyalty. Yeah. He's, he's, I think he's extremely loyal. And um, the only thing that I flirted with, the only two options, and let's just be frank here, are definitely McLaren, because I can see the story going back to where he started, mm -hmm. as long as they keep a Mercedes engine. And the other one I flirted with, because it's a natural British car company, is Aston Martin. I actually thought, I really did think, maybe about a year and a half ago, that he would make the move over to Aston Martin. I really did think that, especially when there were rumors about Mercedes being sold off, being broken down and sold off. Mm -hmm. I thought that he would go to Aston Martin. And Aston Martin could actually afford him, right? Probably. I think Mercedes can afford him. Can Aston Martin afford him? No. Can Lawrence Stroll afford him? No. No. I don't <laughs> care what they say. I don't care if he's a billionaire. No, I don't think they can. And plus, he wouldn't because he wants his son to be the top dog. What's, I mean... What's pulling him away from Mercedes anyway? I mean, he's, he already has the backing from the team, even though he's had all the bad runs this year. Yeah. I mean, there's, he's not going anywhere. Where so, do you think he finishes this weekend? Oof, man. He looked good at practice, was, man. I'm going top five. 
I'm going better than top five. He looked good at practice. You going podium? <laughs> I'm going win. He's got I'm, that that extra two seconds a lap, right? He's at home Grand Prix. He's got he is he's got wait, his fans behind him. I've watched him over the years, and I I like to think I kind of know what gets him to tick, right? When he feels people, he he loves to be loved. And, and when, there's nowhere he's loved more. There's nowhere when he, for instance, that's why he, that's why he had to let Verstappen know, like, yo, this is my home Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna embarrass me on my home Grand Prix. This Coming no home way. on three wheels. Coming home is just <laughs> no way you're gonna do that. Have so you I, seen that race yet? I don't think so. Two thousand twenty race, right? No, it was. 19? No, it was 20. I think it might have been 20. So I don't think so. I'm tired. Lots of, lots of drivers were having issues with right rear. Is it right rear? Left rear? No, it was the fronts. They were having the fronts. It was the front. His front tire was the one that went out. Okay. Yeah. So tire blowout, like turn, what, six, seven. Yeah. And comes home the rest of the lap, final lap. To finish the race. Yeah. I think I have seen that. Because he was leading, right? He was leading. And he just gets obliterated because obviously he only has three tires. He won the race. Right. Oh, he did win. He won the race. Oh, he yeah. did win on three, three times. He was he did. that far yeah. ahead. Okay, so I definitely yeah. have not seen that highlight. Because other drivers, he was that far other ahead. drivers and jumped no, in. That's amazing. With one lap to go because they were worried that their tires were going to blow. And, and some won. of them did. And his tire blew. And he still won the race. That those is incredible. I'm going to go watch that as soon as we're done here. Yeah. That was arguably the fastest cars F1 has ever seen, though. Mm-hmm. The highest downforce those cars have ever had on those Pirellis. Have you read about the uh, Mercedes improvements for this weekend? Yeah. What do you think about them? Well, First they of got, all, what are they? From what I've read, it's, it's a rear wing, and um, they have some suspension changes um, up front. Um, and, they're, and they have a new floor. Um, and yeah, like um, a couple of new vents on the side, too. Yeah. Or they moved yeah. spots. Yeah. So what do you think? You think it'll help? Look, listen, man. I look at the data. They, uh, they look good. I mean, he was P, he was um, P two and practice one and practice two. You know, these F one drivers love to do these little mind game things. And, and look, I may be you know reaching here, but he did an outlap on the softs. You know, when they're going into their quality runs, he did an outlap on the softs. He did like kind of like a, a one uh, a warm up lap on the sauce where he's about one point six seconds off the pace. Then he just cracked something that was a tenth of a second off of science. and then went back in the garage. When I see drivers do, just to let you know, hey, I can do yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah he didn't try to go back out and try to refine a mistake he may have made. He didn't try to say, you know what, let me see if there's a little bit more. He just went right back in. And when I see stuff like that. I don't know, man. I think he's feeling it. I, I really do. You look at their long run paces, they were in the mid 133s. And um, that was right there with the Ferraris. So I don't know, man. I, I'm it, going back to your original question when you asked who do you think is going to go? I definitely think it's going to be a P1 Lewis Hamilton. I'll just bet on it. And um, it's going for it. I, I'm just going to go for it. Okay. I'm just going to really put it out there. And um, I have Leclerc P2, and I have Verstappen P3. And then if you had to make final projections for finish, who you got on the podium? Dude, that was my finish. That's no, that, that is your I thought you were talking about qualifying. No, that's your that's finish. That's my finish. I don't care how they so qualify. So Hamilton, Leclerc, and Verstappen. Mm-hmm. And then Tommy, what, is, what do you got? Yeah. 
I haven't even started watching practice yet. Yeah. <laughs> so it's hard to say without really digging in yet, but. All right, well, we're I just mean, not going to have, we're I only going to have Philippe's picks then. Yeah. Philippe's yeah. picks are going to be the official picks. podcast picks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go. He's probably the smartest out of all. <laughs> not at all. I mean, when it comes smartest to F1, in F1, not in normal. Not when it comes to F1, Philippe is the most like, he knows all the details, the, the like the stuff that nobody. Else I know really he's talking talks about, about like 2014 races I mean, and what turn happened where, and I'm like, I would like to be that. He'll tell you about all the little tweaks that every team is doing in between runs. Yeah, I I don't know all of those. So things. in other words, we have to keep him happy and keep doing this podcast. <laughs> oh no, man! I just love talking about it. Trust me, I don't know. I just he loves F1. I just it's, love it, man. It's so fun. I'm and like that's the level of knowledge I want to have about it because like it's. And nobody will watch it with me. Like, you're the only person to watch it. My cousin will sometimes, I live with my cousin, he'll come to, in sometimes and watch yeah, it. That's growing, though. My, yeah. brother, my brother likes it, but he's out in Chicago. But, like, we'll talk about the races. But it's like some weekends, he's like, no, I just didn't even watch it. Like, I didn't even watch the highlights. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, you want to hear how Gizmo I want to talk I, about this. You want to know how Gizmo I can get sometimes? Last race, I had it on my TV, I had it on my app, and I had it on my. Um, um, my cell phone, and then I had it on my uh, my iPad because I wanted to watch the in, uh, the inboard the uh, inboard view, mm-hmm. and um, I wanted to watch the commentary, the Sky Sports commentary, and I wanted to watch the uh, F1 commentary because they're kind of different. And I'm coming to your house next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I want to come to Felipe's house too. They're kind of different, you know. You hear different things. I like watching. So wait, uh, when you're talking about the, the phone, you're you're doing like the streaming. You you bought that. So and if you do that, can you you can pick the angle you're on? Yes. That is sick. You can pick both. Um, I only ever watch it on like just the regular ESPN broadcast. Yeah. So F1. So ESPN is Sky Sports, right? Yes. Yeah. Sky Sports, and then F1 has their own broadcasting team as well too. I'm not the biggest fan. Do of, they have uh, fun British accents like Crofty and Brundle on the uh, Sky Sports? Yeah, I'm not the, yeah, but I'm not the biggest fan of, of Crofty and Brundle. I, they are. I don't. I don't like the way they talk about new new F1 sometimes. I like. Did you them. listen to them before the Monaco Grand Prix? Like I've never heard sports commentators complain as much as they did. They, they were like, why isn't Bert Marlander taking the safety car yeah. out? And they were like, we're just sitting here doing nothing. I'm like, it was almost to the point where I was wondering if they knew their microphones were on. Yeah. Like, I've never, it, did, it, it seemed pretty unprofessional. Control, but it also got everybody fired up. I mean, I thought it was I was getting irritated. I was also irritated. <laughs> I was like, why isn't this race I going? Mean, like, why aren't they even trying to think away. about having this people race? People were like, we're done, we're just going to leave. Yeah. I mean, no, the race director didn't post anything saying they're going to do anything. And then all. that's really not good for a race whose it's, future is like maybe kind of in jail. And it's also so iconic. Yeah. That was, that's that another tough. great point. I mean, what do you feel about it? I mean, that's a great point right there. We've had talks about Monaco, about how narrow the track is. The track's not really an F1 track anymore. It's too, you know, it's too tight. You can't pass. You can't, I mean. You can't pass. What can you do there? It's about the spectacle. It's but about the partying. It's, it's yeah, about it's being seen nostalgia. at the race. It's being a part. I mean, Monaco is Monaco. That's my dream race. I want to go to right. Monaco. Same here. You know? I and I'm just a brand new fan. Your yacht. I wanna. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this so is what I do. Do you think it's okay to have a race on the calendar? Maybe we will call it a cupcake race, a throwaway race, or whatever. Like a, like maybe a, a token race. Perfect. Like a token race that we only have it there because of the history. It's actually not a fun race. You can't pass. It's pretty boring. So I won't. Do you think that's take, okay? I won't take credit for this, but Philippe said, "What was that last year? Mm-hmm. How Monaco is not a track for racing. Let's just make it a qualifier event." Because that's exciting. 
Saturdays in Monaco are exciting. Yeah, that's, that's cool. I mean, you know, big do, time. Two points based on where you qualify. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you do from there? Right. That can be pretty cool. That's a good idea. Yeah. Because it really, it really has gotten to the point where they're, you, you can't pass. You don't pass. Yeah. You just don't do it. It's. Somebody makes a mistake and crashes. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you can pass them. Now. <laughs> Yeah. Or maybe you get stuck. Or maybe, you or maybe the co- the track is one car length wide and everybody actually has to stop. Yeah, yeah. you can't pass. What race was that? 2018 with Danny run one. Danny Rick one. Was it 18? I think it was 18. because so, he lost the year before. I have watched that highlight. Yeah. Yeah. And and all he did was just park the car. He yeah. he, he was driving he drove so it. off the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But he knew. It's kind of like it's kind of like you at Autobahn. No. I, I will say though, <laughs> at, at Autobahn, the go kart track, if you were in first place, you no one passed you. That's right. And guess what the name of that track was? Monaco. Monaco. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I beat. That's how I beat uh, yours truly. There, I stayed on the left. I mean, the right the whole time. You just you just hold your line. Nobody. You can try to go anywhere you want. Yeah. You can try to bump somebody out of your way. You're never getting to the right. Point. It's not gonna unless happen. you ram like. Uh, yeah, I've done that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one final point about this weekend that I read about, because I know you've got to go, Tommy. i got 10 minutes. Let's keep it going. Nobody wants to hear a long podcast. It's a short podcast. <laughs> um, there's, I, I don't remember what the name of the group is. I didn't read too much into it. There's an environmental group that's threatening to invade the track on Sunday. First question is... What do, you, what do you? First question is, what do you think about that? Second question is, do you remember, because I read about this too, in 2003, I think it was, some crazy Irish priest ran onto the track at Silverstone. Do you remember watching that race? I don't exactly remember that instance, but I can believe it. Go look up the YouTube video. I will. Just, um, uh, forget his name. Just search um, Silverstone Track Invasion 2003. Mm-hmm. This guy is just running down the straight. And honestly, he, kind of like the way he's walking, like doesn't look like, or running doesn't look like he is all there mentally mm-hmm. or maybe he's just terrified because these cars are coming at him at 200 miles an hour i'll take but that. <laughs> go go watch this thing it's insane and then there's a i don't know if it's a track steward or whatever like some kind of person in you know orange f1 gear runs out and tackles this guy and i'm like if i were that guy i would be incredulous i mean like why am i risking my life to save this idiot but i have to go for the it. love of the sport for the love of the sport, it would, I mean, it'd be pretty terrible if somebody hit a guy running on the track on this <laughs> live TV. But yeah, so they... I'm thinking that this could be fun, maybe at some point, hopefully, if this podcast continues, which it will, because there's 2 million podcasts, and 25% of them never get past one episode, so we're at least going to do two. I think it'd be fun if we tell people, like, we eventually we'll do it in fun places. So where are we right now, and why are we here? Tommy, you take it, because you're why we're here. We are at South Annapolis Yacht Center in Annapolis, Maryland. What we're is here. South Annapolis Yacht Center? The best marina in Annapolis. He's sucking up, but, on, <laughs> but honestly, it kind it's of on is. a perfect day too, right? Perfect it's day, beautiful, beautiful day. We have yeah, yachts from all different sizes, boats and yachts, if you want, if you will. It's the biggest uh, um, boat out there. Is it Summer Love? Summer Love, 120 foot Trinity. Mm, that's um, awesome. Sunseekers, Savers, they're all here. Um, so why are we here? We are here because I have a yacht management company, so we take care of boats. Uh, we also do car detailing, um, but here today just for washing a couple boats and making sure that things stay clean for the 4th of July weekend. So ABC. today we're recording in the uh, conference center, which is also their gym. I was pushing Tommy to let us record on a boat, but he wouldn't let us do it. 
<laughs> but at some point, this podcast will be recorded on a yacht. Gotta be. Yeah. It will be recorded on a yacht at some point. I think that's for the next podcast. Why don't we go on Summer Love next time? You make it happen. Okay, we can make that happen. That's at thing. some point, we will record this podcast at an F1 track mm. that they flew us out to or somebody flew us out to because people are going to want us to be there. That'll be fun. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Which, which track are we going to first? First? Uh, Canada. Vegas. What will be Ryan's first F1 race? Yeah, so actually, one more question for you, Philippe. Have you been to an F1 race before? Yeah. Live and in person? Yes. How was it? How is it? I've heard, actually, it's a great spectacle. It's lots of fun to be there, but the best way to watch is TV. Because they're, you know... I don't know, man. I disagree no, with that. That's I mean, not true. That that's, is not true. Okay. I'll say that is true for some other sports. But I've... So but, I've... But, like, you, if you're there, you only see so much of the race. It depends what track you're at. Can I say this? You can say whatever you want. I went to Canada back in 2017. Okay. All right. And uh, I've never seen something break so hard, accelerate so fast in all my life. Did you wear earplugs? No. 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 Not uh, in 2017. Not in 20 but guess what? When I went in 2008, they were in my pocket. They almost went in my ears, but yeah. they sound, the car sounds so good. You yeah. can't. You can't do it. You so I, I can't you wait to, to hear the sound live one day. I've been to the only motor race I've been to is a NASCAR race, and I was with people who had gone before. I'd never been, obviously, and they were like, "You're gonna want to wear your your plugs because it's it's they're re they're really loud, and there's a whole lot more NASCARs than there are Formula One cars, and you're you're pretty close, and they are never racing away from you. Like it's just a circle. That's why it's boring. Sorry, NASCAR. Not sorry, um, <laughs> but they were like, you just. Don't wear the earplugs for the start. Just experience that once. Yeah. And I remember doing that. I get chills thinking about it even now. It was amazing. I can't wait to hear that with F1. Yeah, a five and a half liter V8 at 9,000 RPMs has to be a crazy sound. Screaming. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you did not wear earplugs. Was that the only race you've been to? Have you been to a lot of races? That's the only one I've ever been to. Tommy, you one final story. You've flown to a race on a private jet, haven't you? I went to... Well, first, I went to Canada in 2008. That was my first F1 race. Second race was Austin. Austin. And didn't you fly there on a I private jet? I flew there on a Piper Meridian. We stopped in Muscle Shoals, Alabama for fuel, and then flew the rest of the way. Landed at, um, I guess it was Austin. I don't know exactly what the name of the airport was, but we parked right next to Lewis Hamilton's jet, which at the time was his red... Bombardier. Oh my gosh, that thing was amazing. So I took a picture next to it. That, but, uh, it's got uh, access, Tommy. That is awesome. That Tommy's sweet. gonna be our end. So we, we're building up this uh, the lights out bucket list. We gotta record on a yacht. We gotta record at a track. We gotta get flown to a track in a jet. There's a this well, list is getting some of long. these some of these tracks. You'll be surprised what these things look like in person versus what they look like on TV. When we were in Barcelona, we were in Barcelona back in October. Not for an F1 race, but for yeah, a drive. Yeah, Tommy and Philippe went to Barcelona. I stayed home and babysat Tommy's kids. <laughs> Ooh, that is true. Next time you're coming with us. Gotcha. Yeah, I am coming next time. so are the kids. We'll bring the kids. No, the kids can stay home. Okay. My mom will watch them. Okay. There you go. It's a good idea. They love her. Right. That was a good time. Barcelona. We go there. Philippe and I are walking the whole track. Breaking, well. Don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> Back what we just said. <laughs> Just walking the track, having Just some good times, and realizing, man, on TV this place looks amazing it during does. an F1 weekend. Right. right now we're walking this place going, wow, man, this, you know, there's, 
It was not what you would expect. Overgrown grass, mm -hmm. kind of trash everywhere. Yes. Well, it's like but, golf, you know? Like, I mean, some of these courses, they're, they're amazing all the time, but they don't always look like they do when they have the U.S. Open there. Yeah, right. They take the time. They, they're paying, but an F1, paying track is, an F1 track is different because there's not stuff there happening all the time. Like at all these golf courses, they're still getting played all the time, but they'll still look even better for so the, the actual track. I will say, as far as tracks where it's fun to watch, Canada was a great track to yeah. watch. Although you can't see all the track, the parts of the track that you can get to are, are so easily accessible because yep. you have that hole inside. You can walk the whole track in no time. Mm -hmm. um, Silverstone, I was there in 2014, not for F1, but that track is awesome. Mm -hmm. You can see. Is that back so when you were racing in F2? That was back when I was not racing in F2, but I was doing some racing. And then Austin, same thing. You sit at turn one, you can see like what, 75% of the track? Right. I mean, if you go right, to a, cool. if you want to see, you don't want to watch Austin on TV. You want to be there, and watching them come up a hundred and fifty foot climb into turn one. All right, the myth has I been mean, dispelled. I now um, you got to be there. I want to be there. What about Miami? Can we talk about that real quick before we get out of here? Go. For you want to go? Who wants to go to Miami? I know I do. I, I, I heard somebody say they were going to Miami for this first race. Yeah, it was James. Yeah. it was James, right? Well, or was it Philippe? Might have been there. Oh, you said you were going to go? Well, can I tell you why no, I didn't James, go? James said he was going to go, but he didn't end up going either. Can I tell you why, why I didn't, why go? didn't you go? Because the ticket sold out before you can even click on a link. I hear excuses. Okay, and let's just say you have a $1,000 ticket. If you wanted to buy it secondhand, it was $5,000. Mm. I ain't balling like that. Right, Could have so, sold your truck. So now we know some people in Miami. I love that before. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be in Miami next year. I, so I did the coolest thing. I mean, the race was great. I just, the, this, I keep using the word because it is what Formula One is in some places. The spectacle of Miami was amazing. The, uh, the, the harbor they built and literally brought the boats in. The harbor. The, they were in the, the middle. The nice. Yeah, it was like. How about the hard wood, like, not the hard wood. It was like, blue, yeah, it was like blue turf water, but like it was obviously, it was made to look, I was, that's really cool. I think it was Crofty that was swimming in the. In the fake water. In the fake water. That's hilarious. <laughs> what do you? So you want to talk about Miami? I want to talk about Vegas. I think that's going to be an amazing race. Um, I just don't like the track layout. I like the location. I always felt we've always talked that they should have a race in Vegas. We even actually created a track map on what they should do, and and they did not. Do I was what you thought. Yes, I should write them. How a dare they? Right How dare yeah. they? At, a certain, at some point, maybe this podcast will have enough clout that they'll pay attention sure. to your letter, but right it now should. they probably will not. <laughs> One day. we got to keep the hope alive. Yeah. we got to keep the hope alive. All right, I like dumb stuff. stuff. So every time we do this, we're going to end with a dumb question. And this is the end. What is the fastest you've ever driven a car on the road not racing? Or, well, not, not in like a real, you could have been racing, but not on a racetrack. Fastest you've ever driven a car on the road. For the whole world to hear. I Don't drove, worry, no one's gonna listen to this. I'm not gonna say what car it was. Because you weren't allowed to. Just because it's not mine. <laughs> but I drove a really fast car, 160. Um, and that felt pretty good. And that particular car was extremely stable at 160 on the highway, which was like, just fun. As soon as we stop recording, I'm gonna find out what car that was. Philippe, what about you? So this was actually recent. I drove my nephew's uh, 2021 um, Hellcat. I was gonna say Hellcat. Uh, 181 miles an hour. 181. Dash. Guess where I did it? 
on Route 10. Oof. That's good times. That's where I went over. How does that, how does the Hellcat feel at 181? <laughs> it doesn't feel too good. No, that car doesn't feel good. The car yeah. I was driving would feel right at home. Right. Yeah. Right. It was a, it was a nice German car. A I'll nice German that. car. Yeah. There you go. Who was it my uncle's car? <laughs> no, no. Wait, that depends. Who's your uncle? No, <laughs> yeah. That I Hellcat has some power. This All right, is Ryan, what is your... 135, not 135. that fast. Also not going to say what car it is. Sweet. Oh, okay. But it was surprisingly comfortable at 135. Like, it shouldn't have been, but it was... I was, I was impressed. What kind of BMW was it? It was... <laughs> <laughs> it was actually not a BMW. It was a... Oh, okay. And it was not made to be going that fast. And I That's don't you know... It took a long time to get there. But I had a great road, and it was really surprisingly stable. But like, if I had to do, I mean, n n just everything had to be perfect. Yeah, like, still need a very long way to break. It was not a performance vehicle. The car that I drove would blow both of those cars out of the water. Say mm. that. All right. If you're still listening, thank you. We'll be back for another episode after the British Grand Prix this weekend.